head. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah, they'll talk every oh, once in a while. But... <laughs> <laughs> he was already here. Right away. It kind of, well, we're used to you atta attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Look at <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see. Welcome, everybody. This is a very special edition of Open Book here in Game on Wisconsin because... The Packers just beat the Buccaneers. I was like, is something happening that I don't know about? Yeah, I wasn't a surprise to you, but no. Well, we had, uh, yeah, quite the stressful Sunday, but came out on top over Tom Brady and the Bucks, and that is always time to celebrate. But, Jen, yeah, nice to see you. Obviously, our third partner in crime, Zach, uh, does not seem to be here. He is uh, traveling right now. We are also missing Andrew, our great producer, so bear with us if there are any uh, difficulties, but we'll see what we can do. But Jen, I know you had a great week, so why don't you break that down <laughs> real quick? No, it's been a it's been a rough week. Surprise, I mean, coming off of a big win. Uh, yeah, rough week at work, but luckily I have this show to come to and get my mind off of the real world for a little bit. And we just get to talk about football and the chat talks about salads and yeah. you know, life is good. So. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have to get to that because from about 10 minutes, actually 15, Ooh, actually 25 minutes before the show started, Sam began. Uh, 25 his, minutes. Yeah. Sam. So we appreciate Sam. it. So first that was the first hello. And then we went to, uh, you know, who came up with salad? That's a good question. No one knows. It was like, you know, you like veggies? Here's a bunch of them. Some dried bread. I mean, it's a realistic question. I guess Sam, you know, having a conversation with himself 25 minutes before the show. Yeah. These are these are truly the things that you come to open book to discuss. Yeah. Not football, salad. not us, you know, salads, which I it's doubt Eli ever eats salads. So he would not happen to be a fan of salads i actually enjoy my vegetables but are you like a mix the spinach with the lettuce or like i'm an iceberg yeah. lettuce and spinach mix with no, much croutons and cucumbers and blue cheese and i don't like, trust lettuce i don't trust like leaves like the green i like okay what kind of salad are you eating oh, yeah. like, leaf lettuce, lettuce would be the base but like I'm more interested in the cucumbers, tomatoes, avocados, potentially some pickle action. You know, I pound pickles. You put you pickles know, in a salad. Oh, I put pickles in a salad. I'll throw pickles in anything. But I feel like we've uh, reached our salad talk for this episode, <laughs> which is a shame because I do love talking salad. But we don't have uh, Zach to go to now and ask how he's doing um, as if, you know, we actually care. So let's talk about it. 14. <laughs> 14. You're, just, you're just mad because Zach kicked your butt in fantasy. But you're kind of happy that he's not here to rub it in your face. But congratulations, congratulations. Enjoy the win. Um, Everybody just needs to know that between the three hosts, it goes me, Zach, Eli in the, sure in the league rankings. Last We're like in the middle. Year. We're in the middle, but. 
that's still the order of the three of us. I believe last year I was in 10th place around mid-season before I decided to, as my team name says. Before I decided to. Start, yeah, start winning, please. And then I never stopped winning. So I'm not worried about coming back and taking back-to-back uh, -back championships. But, yeah, so uh, open book fantasy football, uh, it's been a great season so far. I believe in first place right now, just. It should be Mark. Yeah, I believe it is Mark. Yeah, it's Mark. Yep. So Mark, good for you. Mark is like first. Now, I think. Um, okay, well, it's a little bit selfish. You could have thrown me a couple of those. But uh, yeah, um, that's our open book fantasy update. Zach, you beat me. I'm very proud of you. Uh, you'll miss the playoffs. I will. We'll see what happens. So, Jen, take us through your just your initial reactions. Let's go just post game because I mean we'll get into the game, but like right after that game, the two point conversion, onside kick. What were your feelings? Where were your nerves at? What was going on? I so like once you know clock runs out because you know, I forgot about the whole onside thing, so I was like excited, and then all of a sudden all my stress came back. But luckily, you know Lazard, my hero. Um, I just kind of like sat back and it like. It was kind of an emotional win just because this is a team that's had our number for so long and it was like it was stressful and it was gritty and that first half felt you know so good like we're gonna come out here and we're just gonna conquer and then we stopped conquering and it was like everything was just like i was so tense and then i finally felt like i could just relax and i legitimately wanted to cry and it sounds super yeah. lame but i was just so happy to finally be able to say like this team went down to florida they got the win against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers who, I mean, we said this last week, weren't a team that no matter how depleted they were, were going to give us a game and you can't count them out, blah, 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 all that stuff. So it was just like, like all the stress came down on me, like it, it off my shoulders. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I just want to sit here and just appreciate this win because also Going into the season, I didn't expect this to be a win. Um, and then last week, because of injuries and stuff, I felt like we had a better chance. And, you know, obviously there was a lot of factors on both sides that made it really interesting. But, yeah, it was it was ugly. But, you know, an ugly win still counts in the win column. And it just it felt good to kind of exercise those demons. And, you know, if we have to meet up with them later in the season – you know, you feel a little bit more confident now that you kind of know and understand what this matchup looks like. And then, you know, we'll kind of play from there. But yeah, it it felt really good, you know, two and one versus one and two, obviously huge, especially since like the division is pretty tight right now. So yeah, I mean, not not a pretty win, but I felt just super relieved and kind of emotional after that one, which is weird for like a week three game, but it just, it felt that good. Yeah. Yeah, no. When you when you beat when you go down into Tampa, you beat Tom Brady in the box again. All the, everyone in the media want yes, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are on different levels than Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson. I'm not going to try to compare them, but both teams were depleted at receiver, and Packers came out on top, and they looked. I mean, those first two. Those first two drives, they looked under – actually, the first three looked unstoppable, and then really it was just that fumble, and then things kind of started to change. And the same thing happened last week for Severs, where 
there was that weird uh, where was the fumble? Uh, the fumble on, I think Rogers got sacked, fumbled, but it was dominant. One hiccup. And then, like, everything just seems to stop. And I don't know if it's a coaching thing. I don't know if it's a player confidence thing, but it's becoming a trend now. I mean, think about the 49ers game in the playoffs. We're playing great. We have the ball. We're driving. Mercedes has an uncharacteristic fumble. The whole game changed right off, right off that fumble. So there's something about this team that when they just – when whether it's Rodgers throws a pick, which is super rare, or someone fumbles, or it really seems to get in their way and, and just stop their momentum. And that's something that if you want to go and contend for a Super Bowl, you're going to have, you're going to have that happen. You can't collapse at the first – Ever, you know, first sight of adversity. Well, and it was weird because you know, after the Jones fumble on that drive, Packers were able to also, you know, cause a turnover and get the yeah. ball back. So I thought that that was going to be, you know, okay, the momentum didn't have a chance to swing enough or last long enough where it's like we got it right back. And then even though the defense was creating those turnovers and, um, you know, creating plays like that, the offense just never picked up on that momentum. Yeah, And that's, I mean, I feel like we've talked about this before, so I feel like I'm kind of a broken record, but it's, you know, the whole getting back into it, who's going to be the guy that steps up and gets them re-energized. And I mean, it was kind of just a fluky thing from Aaron Jones. So, you know, when it happens that early in a game, you can't let it carry out, you know, the whole second half of that game. And you and I, I think both mentioned last week, whether it was on here on Packaday, just talking about they needed to play all four quarters and Things got really sloppy. They just weren't playing up to par. And, you know, the the offense was struggling. And, I mean, it didn't, like, there was really no excuse for them to struggle. I know Tampa Bay has a good defense and all that stuff, but we had what we needed on offense to make it work, and they just weren't. And that was getting really frustrating. And Loki, obviously, very upset. You can probably hear him in the background. Yeah. (laughs) Very disappointed in the offense. (laughs) Loki needs to make his appearances, but no, but what you're saying he is taste of fame. He used to leave me alone and no, now he's no. at my door and scratches because now you know he knows what the people want. Yeah, exactly. He's he's a people pleaser and we appreciate him for that. But like you said, there was there was no reason for them to struggle the way they did. Their first two drives, 10 plays, 12 plays, 75 yards, 71 yards, both ending in touchdowns. After those two drives, the rest of the game, fumble, of course, the Aaron Jones fumble, and then everything just flips. Punt, 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 interception, punt, 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 end of game. So You wonder why Pat O'Donnell was the special teams yeah. player of the week because, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he did he did a phenomenal job. Like, yeah, he, we he, can he take away a positive special teams week. We literally have Pat O'Donnell repping the special yeah. teams. So that's, I mean, when when things aren't working, it's nice that we could actually, you know, rely on them to do yeah. their job, and that was awesome to see. So Pat O'Donnell, yeah. huge asset to this team. Yeah, O'Donnell. I mean, not to um, I forgot what it's called because they never do it, but like when someone like plugs themselves, I guess some of you would say. But basically, because Pat O'Donnell was so good uh, on Sunday, I decided to go back and watch every single punt the Packers have had this season to look at O'Donnell and the Gunners. And it's honestly just been phenomenal. Pat O'Donnell has been 
one of the best punters in the NFL, as he basically always is. I mean, why the Bears would have let him leave. I, was gonna say, I don't even remember where he came from. He just kind of like showed up one day and <laughs> yeah, just kind of happened. with Mason Crosby, and that was that. Yeah, but I mean, right now we're three games in. He has nine punts inside the 20, which is second in the league. He kicked a 72-yard punt versus the, versus the Bucks this past week. That's insane. He scores six fair catches, which is tied for third most in the league, and his average punt yardage is 49.2, which is eighth in the NFL. He has just been really, really good. And then you got Rudy Ford and Keyshawn Nixon, Razul Douglas, Shamar Jean Charles, all playing out there are gunners, and they've been really good. Maybe a missed tackle or two throughout three games, but I feel like, well, look, I mean, you're always going to hold your breath, Packers special teams, at least for, for right. a little bit. We can't get too excited, yeah. but we yeah. at least can celebrate for now. <laughs> yeah, but, but I definitely can breathe a little bit easier for sure than last year. And just before I forget, while we're on the topic of Keyshawn Nixon, so Jair Alexander left the game on the first mm-hmm. drive. Groin injury, obviously, that is not what you want to see. But uh, Matt LaFleur, I believe, said today or was it yesterday? I think it was today, though. Doesn't doesn't seem to be serious day to day. Maybe he'll miss this Sunday's game. Um, but I don't see it being a long-term injury. But in his stead was Keyshawn Nixon, who came into the game and was lights out for the Packers. Number one, I want to talk about when we were talking about him being a gunner, he was the one who caught the ball at the one-yard line on that punt from Pat O'Donnell, which was obviously a great play, but he was like, yeah. I, I'm, I, that sound, I wasn't on the screen, so I just heard oh. that sound. Um, yes, you were like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I have it. But he was also third on the team in tackles with seven. He forced that fumble. Um, the second fumble, the one on Russell Gage right before half, he played great coverage on a ball deep down the seam into the end zone uh, late in the fourth quarter. So Keyshawn Nixon, we brought him over from Oakland thinking this guy is a special teamer with Rich Passaccio, but he's showing his strength as a cornerback, and that's really good for the Packers right now. But, of course, we hope Jair's back sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen, what did you think of the special teams or anyone else that stuck out to you from this game that was maybe under the radar? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's under the radar, but we definitely have to shout out David Bakhtiari in his return. You know, obviously there was kind of like that little bit of hinting towards him playing with the offensive linemen wearing the T-shirts and all that stuff. So um, it was kind of assumed that he was going to be playing, but to actually be able to see him go out there and be on the line and actually play really well because I was kind of nervous, you know, it's been like, almost two years since he's played 33 days yeah it was a ridiculous amount of time and I actually like didn't care too much about how he did I was just excited for him to be out there because I mean you just think about like the whole mental side of it too and like obviously it took a physical toll and physical journey for him to get here but to be able to just you know meet up with it mentally and now he's on the field and he actually performed really well and he kind of you know obviously um probably a little rough spots here and there, but he graded really, really well too. So to be able to get him back performing well, and then you also have Elton Jenkins on the right side. I mean, against this front seven, I was a little worried, but definitely nice to see him out there. And it excites me for the rest of the season, you know, hopefully 
his stamina lasts and he's able to continue to push through and kind of get back to the David Bakhtiari that we all know and love. So I think it was just awesome to see him come in there and hold his own after being out for as long as he was finally kind of get to the, the finish line of this ACL surgery that he had. So, I mean, not an under the radar guy, but definitely somebody that we needed to sit here and talk about a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that was honestly my bad to forget about him. We should have be almost 17 minutes into the show without him talking about David Bakhtiari's return. There were just so many positives from such an ugly game. (laughs) Exactly. But he rotated drives with Yash, which I don't know if we expected or didn't, but it worked out. He allowed only one pressure the entire game. I believe he played 34 snaps. Um, Another little bit of a self-plug, you know, a rare plug for myself. But if you want to see – Every single one of Bakhtiari's snaps from week one, you could find it on my Twitter page at OpenBY underscore NFL. But yeah, seeing Bakhtiari back, I said it before week one, not only would it be huge for the team, as in you're getting one of the best players for sure, you know, linemen in the NFL back, but mentally for Bakhtiari and for the team to finally just get over this hump of, is he ever going to come back every week? Questionable, maybe, we don't know. We're seeing surgery, rehab, surgery. He comes back, he plays well. And also you got to think right now for Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. he's dropping back and you've got David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins um, as your tackles. Um, Yeah, I hear you. It's a rear plug. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. And I only, and I only realized now that I said that. I, I was said. kind of like, you know, maybe I'll let it go because maybe I misheard, but. No, okay, that's good, Chris. That's good, that's good. But think about the like just the comfort level that Rogers has dropping back. Bakhtiari, Elton, those are your tackles. One, it's a mental game too because, yeah. I mean, Bakhtiari, obviously Rogers, like him and Randall Cobb, both Rogers' best friends, so it's different to have him out there on the field. I'm sure it just, you know, kind of feel, you know, the emotional mental side for him too. It's like, not only is he getting a good, you know, pass blocker, he's also getting a good, you know, like his friend is out there and he can trust him and, you know, it just set a different vibe. I kind of thought, you know, maybe he would get like this, like 300 yard game from Rogers, like my best friend's back. He's on the line. I got all this time. Shit's going to happen. I mean, obviously we didn't see that, but yeah, the first quarter we thought maybe we were going to get that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was prepared for just like, you know, ultimate revenge and just like exactly. pile on everything from the last few meetings. Oh, but... <laughs> it was so nice. I, I was saying, I was saying before the game, I mean, just, what I would have given to just not just to win. I mean, of course, look, I'll take a 14 to 12 win over the box, but if they would have played the way they played the first quarter for even three of those quarters and the game ended 38 to 17, I probably would have been running down Lakeshore Drive naked on Sunday night. Like it was a big win. The Packers, I don't again, I don't care about Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. The Packers mentally needed to know. I mean, we lost Jair, so realistically. Yeah, we lost Jair. We didn't have our receivers. Look, injuries happen. It's football. But for them to not only beat the Bucs, but go into Tampa and beat the Bucs, major, major mental boost for 
the Packers. Um, Look what you've done. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I would give up so many rear plugs for that win. But oh my gosh. Um, final final thoughts on this game, Jen. Who, who would you say, I guess, is your MVP or I don't know, a, a play, a player, someone that surprised you the most out of this game? Uh, MVP, Devondre Campbell, because I think I probably would have died of like heart attack had he not blocked, which also kind of give a low-key shout out to Darnell Savage, who he's been on my hot seat for a while now. So to kind of know that he was there to make that play and he had a pretty good game. So if Campbell wouldn't have tipped that, Savage was right there. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that was cool to see. But Darnell, um, Devondre Campbell, him coming in, making that play, like I thought my watch was going to, you know, consense my heartbeat. I thought it was going to call 911 because I literally, like my heart couldn't take it. I was so stressed in those like final minutes of the game yeah. that to see that tip, it was like, uh, like literally saved my life because I don't know what, and luckily it tipped the right way because we've seen yeah. good defense. I don't remember who it was a few years ago in the end zone, broke up a pass and tipped it right to the receiver. And you got, yeah. like, you know what I'm talking about? The Packers or the NFL? Yeah. The Packers. I can't remember who it was. If it was like Demarius, Randall or or no? Oh no, I think I think it was uh I think it was like it wasn't it was, it was, it was a safety that I know I, I can't think if it was uh, who yeah. it was, but basically made a great play, tipped the ball, and it well, went to the receiver's uh, hands. So I- special surprise. Okay, I keep moving him. Okay, let me <laughs> add myself. <laughs> Zachariah, um, East Coast boy. What's going on, bros? Yeah, I'm just here. Oh, cool. Zach was like, oh, I hear Eli's talking about rear plugs. Let me hop in on that. Yeah. We what talked, was he talking about? I, did, I was talking about a rear plug. I rarely plug myself. Eli said he's, he's trying to say like a rare plug, but it didn't come out as rare. <laughs> Eli, we don't want to hear about your butt plugs, okay? I'm just saying it's rare. <laughs> My plugs are yeah, rare. You've obviously missed a lot. <laughs> Clearly. It took this 20 is what minutes. happens when you leave me alone with him. This is what I get stuck with. I, hey, I didn't say it. Lam, ben said it in the chat. I wasn't even thinking it. Okay, that I believe. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because I really, when I said it, it totally didn't cross my mind. But now that I have... Um, pretty exciting yeah and now chris is mentioning it in our sleeper chat so thank you for that now i'm sure someone's team name will be the rare pluggers or something so that's why i saw that message about you enjoying butt plugs okay yeah welcome to the shit show all right all right so zach we're actually just about to move on to the patriots game but we have to hear your quick initial thoughts on a thrilling Packers 14 to 12 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, they look like shit in the second half. I mean, we can't, you know, we can't deny that. But the thing is, Todd Bowles knows Aaron Rodgers and he's, he's, he obviously knows how to attack Aaron Rodgers' weaknesses. And we saw that they made adjustments in, in the second half and they kind of reverted back to that same Buccaneers defense that we saw in 2020 both times. And that was really hard to play against. 
the thing is, the Packers have a defense now. So they're kind of able to pick up the slack for when the offense isn't able to kind of get going, which is going to happen a lot this year. Like we need to, we need to accept that right now. There's going to be the games like we saw against the bears where they kind of consistently get into a little bit of a flow and then they hit that standstill. Um, but this is something that's just going to happen throughout the course of the season. It's, it's inevitable, you know, with all these moving parts, the offensive line is getting back to form and you have, you know, unfamiliar faces at wide receiver and a, a very inconsistent rookie granted Romeo Dobbs has, you know, played really well so far given the normal expectations for a rookie in year one, but he's a hall of famer. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. <laughs> he's already, you know, it, it's going to happen and you're going to have games like that. The thing is like when you can win those gritty, you know, physical games, then that says a lot about this football team and the way they're constructed right now, you know, and that's, Sorry, huh? I, didn't you off. I just was going to say they would usually lose, lose those games. I mean, Mike McCarthy, Packer teams lost those games all the time. Yeah, when Aaron Rodgers looks like shit, the entire team looks like shit. But it's yeah. just they're in a different state of the team, I should say. You know, they, they're built to win defensively. And it helps when special teams actually looks competent. They broke even on special teams. They look good. Pat O'Donnell is the NFC special teams player of the week. I mean, that's that's rare. You know, so they're looking great in, in pretty much those two phases, but the offense is going to take a little while to get going. And we saw that against the Buccaneers, just very, very, it's going to be like, like an ebb, you know, ebb and flow type of deal. You know, you know that it's, it's, exci- it's exciting to think that maybe for the first time in 10 plus years, the defense and special teams maybe could be an afterthought and let's just get Aaron Rodgers rolling, which we know he will. Mm-hmm. And then this team can get real scary. Um, and starting with, you know, look, they, they beat the Bears pretty well. They just beat the Bucks. Now it's on to the Patriots and elephant in the room. I would be very, very shocked if Mac Jones were to play in this game. Brian Hoyer game. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> like I've never liked going into a game against like a backup like that you weren't expecting because I like having film like for the coaches that film on the guy that play. but Brian Hoyer been around forever. I'm just going to say it right now. And we'll talk about the game, but if it, there's an absolute, they just, they should not lose this game. And not only should they not lose this game, they should win this game pretty handily. I know with Bill Belichick, but the Patriots are not, they, they um, they're not scary offensively and their defense is middle of the road at best. Um, Zach, what do, what do you think going into this one? Well, I mean, you kind of said it about Bill, Bill Belichick. I mean, regardless, he's still one of, if not the best coach to ever coach this football game. So he knows – I mean, he knows how to really mix up. He's a he's a really defensive-minded head coach. You know, I know people look at the Patriots and go, oh, well, they had Tom Brady. They had, you know, great offenses through the years. But he's a really defensive-minded head coach, and he knows – you know, how to disguise some of the pressures, how to mix up some of the packages where they deploy pressure. Just it's it's he's a very, very hard coach to go against, regardless of who's going to be a quarterback. And you also alluded to Mac, uh, Brian Hoyer's experience. He's been in the league for a very long time. He's seen a lot of things. And, you know, I it, it could be it could be a little bit a little close to the game. And I know it's at Lambeau. I'm not buying the whole. Oh, well, Mac Jones could remarkably recover and play in time. I mean, that's just classic. Um, <laughs> Patriots, Patriots no. propaganda, yeah, you know, like, oh, we're going to keep the Packers on their toes and hang, <laughs> hang him in the balance here, you know, maybe. Like, we saw the injury, it's not happening. 
Yeah, the guy was literally crying as he walked. Not to make fun of him, but he's not playing. So yeah. Yeah, there's there's no way. And Which if is actually plays, a bummer because I like Mac Jones. I was excited for that game, but yeah, he's, he's okay. He's a person. I just I like I like watching him play. I don't know. I was excited for him to come in and play at Lambo, but you know now we get Brian Hoyer, and that's kind of like. Yeah. I like Brian Hoyer because you know he's Brian Hoyer, and I want to win. Is he ball? Ah, oh, you bastard! No, yeah, probably some Hoyer. like secret club that they're a part of together. Hold on, let me. Uh, by the way, I'm like ninety percent. He is. He's bald. I know he's bald, but he has a little bit. He has like a little bit of a buzz. No, he doesn't. I'm looking at pictures of him right now. He's literally bald. He's just like you. Are you saying like unlike you, he's bald by choice? What do you want? What more should I do? Should I should I should I shave it all off and then let it grow back and you'll have to see it happen? Do it. Like no. a like a chia pet. Just By the way, <laughs> I went from saying I'm gonna grow it out for two years to really tempted to buzzing it all off. But what if I look like an asshole? That's the problem. So, well, I mean you have to do that regardless. Ah, good point. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> um all right, so you're saying – I mean, Brian Moore's experience, that is a good point to bring up because even though he might not be the most talented quarterback in the world, when you're in the league for at least, I would say, probably 12 years, if not more, you know how to read it. You know, you can read a defense. You can make some plays. He's been in some games. Or, you know, he's, he's had to make plays in big moments before. So I hope the Packers aren't overlooking it in any way. It's still Bill Belichick. It's still the Patriots. But I do believe the Packers should win this game. And as I said before, win it by at least two scores. Jen, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting kind of seeing, you know, just kind of looking at injury report. You know, obviously a lot of guys limited today. Um, You know, not really sure what's going on with Jair. Will we have him back or not? I mean, they were able to hold their own against uh, the Buccaneers. So, I mean, realistically, as long as they don't play down to – you know, Brian Hoyer level, if they can just kind of play their kind of game at home, use the home field advantage, um, you know, just play smart football, win the turnovers and stuff like that. Just kind of like keep it simple because obviously like Zach was saying, Belichick, phenomenal coach. He's going to know what he's doing coming in with regardless of who he's got out there. So it's just kind of coming in, playing the game, you know, trying to, you know, you don't need to go for long first downs, just maybe like short gains, get your way down the field. You know, it doesn't need to be the big spectacular plays, just, you know, playing good, solid football and not hitting that, you know, second half lull that we saw against the Buccaneers, just kind of find momentum, keep it going. If something happens, don't let the momentum swing, make sure you can get it back, you know, just keeping that mental side of the game. And I mean, there's so many little factors that I feel like have been kind of they've been shooting themselves in the foot almost with those things, but just finding ways to like stay in the game, even when things go wrong, because they're not going to play a perfect game. So I think as long as they don't get down after, you know, a mistake is made, that's going to be huge against a Belichick team. You're so yeah. right. Queen. <laughs> there Thanks. you go. Slay. Um, no, but the big thing for me, and I say, I probably legitimately say it every week on the show, is just just keep running it. And again, I love Aaron Rodgers more than most people should probably love anyone. But if you if there is that if there is that lull in the offense, run it. Get Aaron Jones involved. Get Aaron Jones involved. Maybe do you know a jet sweep, whatever it is. But getting the ball in specifically Aaron Jones' hands 
is a game-changing thing to do. Like that's the bottom line. You need he needs to touch between Jones and Dylan. We've said it. We've all said it. The baseline should be thirty touches a game, whether it's carries, receptions, whatever. But I think Aaron Jones should be on the higher end of that thirty. Again, nothing against Dylan. I just think Jones is a game changer. And when the Packers seem to be really stalling, it's like first down throw incomplete, second down run for two yards, third and eight, short completion or incomplete, boom, punt. Okay. Like, just run the ball. You can run the ball on first down. And even though it's what's generally expected, when you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, if they, if they go get even just three yards, three yards on first down com- completely changes your series from second and seven to second and ten is a massive difference in my mind. So – for me, it'll be for the Patriots game and every game after, focus on running the ball, getting it to Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon as much as possible. That's just my key to winning basically in a game. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers even said today, because you know, a lot of times people look at the excuse of like, oh, so-and-so's team was loading the box, so they can't run the ball however many times. Aaron Rodgers even said today, like they have like that doesn't deter them. They have plays designed to attack yeah you bring in extra blockers and yeah yeah and guys having guys pull like he they have plays designed for that kind of thing so that's never really an excuse yeah so for you guys let's let's just get to some score predictions here because it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game are you gonna say your score and then steal my score and say that it was your score Jen, did I did I ever tell you the explanation or did I not bother? I know I typed it out and then I thought it would sound like an excuse. There's no explanation. Zach, are you aware of what happened? How he went on pack day and he stole your prediction? Yeah. Yeah. And I literally had to like prove that like I yeah. said it, not him. So what happened was said the score that I picked. Yeah, but Jen, see the, what happened was is the day before on Thursday, the day before we recorded for pack a day. I again, here's a rare plug of mine. I was on the radio. Okay, do you hear I'm it? <laughs> my plugs again. Well, that's how I obviously did it on purpose, <laughs> but I was on the radio. The third time, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking a lot about my rare plugs, but um, I was on the radio and I don't know why that's the score, Jenna. I said your score. That's when I said 23 21. So I saw radio. So on the radio, I stole your score. And then because I remember the radio more recently than open book, when we did pack a day, I was like, oh, it's for sure 2321. Hey, you know, my brain, Zach, you can't blame me. I've got things going on in my brain. Um, but you know, the brain and the rare, it's all over the place. Uh, but that's why I stole your score. I didn't mean to take it back, but um the the margin of victory. Jen, you got that right, too. Well, I got it right. You stole it, but you know what I mean. Whatever. <laughs> give us your score. I want you to give us your score first. I'm not going to steal it, maybe. He's lying. Um, I think that Packers offense has a little fun at home, and the defense stays hot. I'm going to say 28-20 win. Um, 
that I was. I don't know. I guess when you said the offense having fun and the defense staying hot, I was expecting a, a, a larger margin. Of victory. Eight point one kind of seems like a big victory coming off of that. Well, game. Look, I'll take a one point win. But Zach, uh, how about you? What do you? Eli's think? probably gonna be like Mason Crosby game winner. Yeah, it's gonna be twenty five twenty, and then I'm gonna do Mason Crosby game winner to twenty eight twenty. But Zach, go ahead. <laughs> I think the offense just fucking explodes. I think they have their best game in about in in, in years since 2014. Uh, I think I think they win 2417. You're yeah. such a dick. Good dude. <laughs> I was waiting for him to be like solid 13 points. I was waiting for someone to bring this up, and you know you're gonna see it on Twitter, and you're gonna see it during the game probably. It's they're not over. you're not playing in New England, so that won't happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, fine. So you got 28-20 and Zach, you won 24-17. Yes. Um, both you guys, you have no faith. I'm not even sure if you're Packer fans at all. We just go, picked them to win. I'm going to go. Right, if there's not a 40-point margin, then you must be there. 31-17 Packers. And, uh, yeah. I'm pretty 31-17 Packers. Aaron Rodgers, those. It's fucking five touchdowns. <laughs> no, no, I actually think Rodgers will throw two touchdowns and then we'll run for two touchdowns. Mason will knock in, you know, a 40-something yarder. And uh, we'll have a couple turnovers on defense. And But I would like Rodgers to throw four touchdowns. I have him on my fantasy team. So, yeah. yeah. There you have it. Well, All three of us. Clearly fantasy isn't rolling your way right now. Okay. Zach, we already did this. I gave you your congratulations. Zach's here. He can say it. Yeah, I was going to get it. I basically wiped the floor with, with Eli this past week. So yep. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Zach, it. I'm proud of you. Um, you remind me of a younger me, and that's an exciting Oh, my gosh, dog. Yes, yeah, right. Uh, oh, and Jen, your face, like, totally froze while you were talking about the dog, and it freaked me out. Let's go. Come here. She's just, she's just sprawled out right now in front of me. I see, like, APAW, like, waving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I yeah, perfect. You're here. I got to introduce you and everyone else. She's so cute. There you go. Dogs are cool. I love her. I got, I got myself a little drink butler. He holds all my glasses, so I have my drinks ready at all times. That's pretty Zach's, cool. like, Zach's like, I have a dog, so now I have to flex my, yeah. my butler. Because Jen, remember, I forgot to show him uh, when he came. Uh, that is true. Yeah, uh, two weeks ago, because whatever, you missed things are the worst. But great guy. Uh, okay, so we're all This is all I wanted. Here. I just wanted to be able to see the dog today. Everything's better <laughs> in my life now. Yeah. Okay, exactly. that's, that's, all, that's all you cared for tonight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I told you it's been a rough week. I just wanted to see a dog. I just wanted to see a dog. I feel like you could just go get yourself a dog. That's an option. There you go. You just go. Oh, it's so cute. Roscoe, <laughs> what? 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 What's the score prediction from from Tosca? Yeah. All right, Tosca, come here. Come here. Tell everyone your score. No, over here. Over here, Tosca. Come here. Okay. <laughs> so you're gonna tell them all, Tosca, over here. You're going to tell everyone your score prediction, okay? She's very, very shy, apparently. <laughs> Is she nervous uh, about the game? <laughs> what, so okay. what? Oh, she said Packers 42-0. to zero, So she's, nice. more of, she's more of a fan than you guys. 
Wow. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> If we were 42 to nothing, I would do next week's show in the nude. No, okay, let's not do that. Now I'm not rooting for a 42 nothing win. Good. So I didn't I didn't plan for this for my trip to be like here in New England on the week they're playing the oh, I was gonna say I mean I didn't surprise if you go to like a sports bar, go do that. I am gonna go to we're probably gonna go to a bar and watch the game. So Nice. Awesome. Did you well, bring any Packers gear? Yeah, be aggressive. Get in, get in the Patriots fans' face, please, for all of us. They well, I'm going to let them know, like, hey, you're going to go back to 42 years of irrelevance. Exactly. Your little, your little run was yeah, over. It's over. It's over, exactly. Um, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of the Packers beating the Bucks, and I am looking forward to them beating the Patriots this Sunday. I believe it is at 325 Lambeau Field. Yeah. Um, everyone, thank you for tuning in. As always, we will see you next week. Go Pack Go. <laughs> what do you think, Fred? All right. Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah, they'll talk every oh, once in a while. But... <laughs> <laughs> he was already here right away. It kind of, well, we're used to you atta- attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Let's just put it this way Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? <laughs>